unusual. Okay, let's fucking try that again. What the fuck is that? Quite unusual. That's better. It's a lot better. It's so fucking weird. I don't know what ha- we're having a lot of technical issues today. Things are skipping, scapping, and so I hope this audio comes out great. Because if it doesn't, I'm not re-recording it. You know what? I don't. Welcome to the quite unusual podcast where we are fucking over it. We're over <laughs> it, and we don't know what we're doing. We don't know what we're doing. We're professional podcasters, <laughs> kind of, sort of. At least we pretend to be on TV. When I get fired from my job, and this is the only source of income that I have, mm. even though we make like $1 a month, <laughs> uh, I will technically call myself a professional podcaster. This is... Well, at that point, it is your only occupation. So, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying I'm not saying that you're, it's going to happen. I don't think you're going to get fired from your job. You know, it's vibes. I don't yeah. think so. It's, it's like, I don't think it's going to happen. You know what I mean? It's I don't think so. Sometimes we get fired from our jobs and that's okay. We do or I do. <laughs> I've been fired once from Subway. Oh yeah, I forgot. The t-shirt debacle. The green t-shirt, t-shirt debacle, debacle of Subway. Have you ever told that story on the podcast? I think I have. Maybe. Oh yeah. Oh, I think in our, in our last unscripted one we did the Q&A. Is that the yeah. last one? I have no concept of time, dude. I don't know. It's been a long, long time. We've oh, been, been in, so uh, we've been writing the hail bop comet for quite some time now. So yeah, I was going to try to <laughs> make that into like, right into the danger zone, <laughs> but I didn't bop. know how to. So I just like looked at you with my mouth open for a second. <laughs> you were like, <laughs> <laughs> no one saw that because this is an audio medium. <laughs> just picture me with my mouth open right now. Woo! All right. So, um, we actually have a special statement to make. We do. First, Um, wait. First, can I say something before we get weird? Yes. Uh, Happy Pride Month. Happy Pride Month. Happy Pride Month to all the gays, the days, and the girls. To all who celebrate and those who don't celebrate. uh, I hope you feel so uncomfortable this month that it's just like so painful for you, and you don't even know what to do. And every time you see a rainbow, you cry. Yeah. Oh my God. Yes. Wouldn't that be great? I wanted to hang. We have a little Pride flag that actually our listener Beth sent us. We should hang it. Yeah. Um, so shout out to our sweet, beautiful lesbian Beth. Yeah, who Beth. sent that to us. Um, <laughs> it's pride. I can describe people like that. That's how they like. That's how we all like that, right? Uh, yeah, your ally I'm, Nicole. I'm an ally, so I can't really say. But you, you your ally Nicole. <laughs> okay, ally Nicole. That's you. That's my title this month. That's your title this month, <laughs> Nicole, the ally. The ally. Last name redacted. Um, <laughs> Uh, so we have a pride flag that's just like draped over a body form in our fucking <laughs> my dress form. <laughs> I don't know why that's up here and why this is. It's because my sewing stuff's up here, bro. It feels very almost like patriotic, like or something. Yeah, like, I don't it know. It, I like it. It's like a monument. <laughs> I like her up there. It's like you and me. If we had a baby and that baby was an animate object stacked on top of each other. Yeah. Yeah. I think we should hang the uh, flag, though. So I was going to say to you, I think we should hang it outside. But I'm afraid someone's going to steal it. What if we hung it from the top window, like this window right here? So you Inside the house? Yeah. So people can look at our Christmas lights that are still up in June? Yeah. Yeah. It'll just add to flair. Or I was... (laughs) 
<laughs> oh shit, they are rainbow colored lights. Should we just turn them on? Yes. <gasps> yes. Hear me out. Let's do it. They are rainbow lights. Let's we'll just celebrate. leave them on for June. It's a celebratory month. Uh, yeah, I kind of love that. Let's do it. Let's do it. I was going to actually ask you, can we maybe put it downstairs? Where Should we put it up where here? Where you thinking? The like flag? in the front window, in, the, in like the bay window. Oh, yeah. I just yes. have this fear. And I don't know if it's an irrational fear or not, but I did have like a hold my chest, like clutch my pearls it. moment. Yeah. yeah, dude. I feel like someone like I in our little like bitchy little neighborhood is going to yeah. rip it down and be like, why don't you go drink a boot lot about it, Dylan Mulvaney, or yeah. some shit. There's definitely a bitchy bitch that lives in our neighborhood oh. somewhere that's going to take it. Yeah. If, so, you, if it's t- in taking And I don't want to risk her life like that. Yeah. Yes. I, we should, I think, yeah, in the window or actually like out the upper window would be. Okay. We're going to hang her then when we're yes. done. Yes. For sure. Um, also, I have an update for you. Okay. I did tell our landlord that it is homophobic to charge us rent this month. <laughs> okay. And how did that go over? What was the reaction? They said, LOL. <laughs> it's homophobic. No. To charge us Period. Rent. Pay rent. Period. So we still haven't paid it. It's a first. I mean. Is this our Stonewall? <laughs> Technically, like you said, it's homophobic it if is. we have to pay rent during Pride Month. Yes. <laughs> It's how it, it's also homophobic that we have to work during Pride Month. Honestly, it should be like you know how in Spain or whatever they take like an entire month off of work or yes. Italy or some shit. Yeah, that's what Pride Month should be. It honestly should be. Yes. All right, so that's my spiel. So we're not working at all either no. this, month, this whole month. And if anyone tries to make well, us, you're homophobic. You're homophobic for making us. Yes, hundred percent. Okay, now we can move on. Uh, that was some housekeeping everyone needed to know. <laughs> yes, cleaning house. <laughs> cleaning house. Uh, we have a special statement, if you'll allow me for one moment to, uh, to <coughs> cue up the music here yes. for this. Um, who do we want? Beyonce, Jordan Sparks, Alan Jackson, Whitney Houston, or the U.S. Navy Band and Sea Chanters? Uh, let's go Beyonce. Beyonce. Acapella. <laughs> special statement. Nicole's gonna deliver the special statement. Oh, I am? Yeah. What, what should we do every other sentence? Oh, sure. Wanna do that? Okay. Wait. Ready? This is a special statement coming to you live from Quite Unusual. It has come to our attention that our previous statement that margaritas are not for men has been seen as outdated. Quote unquote. Consider this our public apology. This month, in the spirit of inclusivity, we would like to proudly announce that we now support margaritas for everyone, even men. Even men. Thank you for your time. Statement fucking over. Love quite unusual. XOXO. <laughs> yeah, margaritas are for everyone. Yeah, whatever. You I guess. We're not, we're not going to deny you a delicious... We're not going to gatekeep margaritas. <laughs> no, we're not gatekeeping... I don't even feel like we have the right to gatekeep no, margaritas. it was a joke. It was, it was a just a fun joke. joke. You imagine if everyone took everything we said in context and was like, these people. God, we would seem very conservative. It would one. be so funny, I think. I would Let's love. No, I think it would be funny. It would be pretty funny. All right. We say a lot of fucked up shit, so. Okay, well, <laughs> speak for your fucking self. 
Yeah, I'm the one that says the fucked up. I have shit. never. Jacuzzi, <gasps> how dare you? <laughs> I'm just, sorry. It's just me. I am a little fucking innocent baby <laughs> angel. Okay, living over here in Virginville. Sure, 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 sure. And I have never said anything provocative. No, never once. Not even a little bit. Not even once. Not even one provocateur. No. Came out of my mouth. <laughs> no. I'm going to adjust my mic. Hold on. I feel like my... <gasps> Whoa. We're good. <laughs> God, I'm so strong. I feel like my sound was off a little bit. Probably because my cat was chewing on Mothman. Yeah, I was going to say, remember when Jade demolished <laughs> your Mothman? Yeah, I do remember. It was, it was bad times at Ridgemont High. She ripped his throat out. It was fucked up, dude. Look at him. He's all fucked. He's not having any fun. Oh, Look at this guy. Look at his wing. He's not here. Jader, you really did a number on that. Man. I swear to God, if any cat tries to rip up my motherfucking Mothman, guess what? You're living outside for the night. Wow. Under the porch. Here comes for you. a greasy goblin, so we'll see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> All right, shall we jump into it? Yeah, let's get right in. Okay, this is parte cuatro. And the last part, we promise. I promise you. This is the last part. What would what what is this one like? Just heavens? Wouldn't oh, it just be heavens? He- heaven gate or something? Because <laughs> it's oh wait, I have it up still from last time. <laughs> so it's the fast and the furious. Too fast, too furious. Heaven and gate would be this. Heaven and gate. Heavens and gate. I made a meme <laughs> to post. It's very funny for the end of this, and I laughed. I laughed so hard when I, I laughed at my own joke. I laughed very hard looking at it. And all of you will also laugh very It's hard. one of my proudest <laughs> moments. It's one of my favorite memes I've ever made in my life. So It's my favorite meme that you have ever made in your life also. Thank you. Even more than the Barbie girl one I made today? Way more. Oh, yeah. That one kind of does suck. I'm not going to lie. It doesn't suck. It's just yeah, not to the okay. caliber of the one that you made. I sent it to um, to a third party to get their opinion on a it. third party. Who will remain nameless. Um, I sent it to someone to get their opinion on it. And be like, is this offensive? Because it's some kids construe that as offensive on different levels. Yeah. But I, as everyone knows, I don't do things that are offensive. No, you've so never once done anything offensive. I was or said anything sure. offensive to any group of people anywhere. Never. <laughs> so I was making sure that it wasn't offensive because I knew it wasn't. And they immediately texted back, "Who's that guy?" <laughs> And I said, which one, Vin Diesel or Marshall Applewhite? <laughs> which one of these do you not know? Because I feel like both are pretty, pretty recognizable. I, it was probably Marshall, right? Everyone knows who Vin <laughs> Diesel is. I would be extremely disappointed if this uh, third party did not. Vincent Michael Diesel, big fan of the pod. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I'm excited to post it. We're going to post it next week when this little baby comes out. Great, so great. are we doing a recap? What happened last time? Some stuff. Uh, Some great stuff. We learned. Uh, oh, Bonnie died. Bonnie died. Bonnie died. The group was living off of Dave. I think his name was Dave. His his uh, trust fund. Mm-hmm. But then they were also going to work and all yeah. contributing. And some people stayed at home. And it was a really good symbiotic relationship they had going. Yeah, they were like living the little summer camp dream. Right? They weren't getting weird yet, although they did cut each other's hair to look the same. They all, I think that's the weirdest we got. Yeah, they all fully have bus cuts at this point. Yeah. They're all dressing in very like nondescript, like mm-hmm. neutral, li- honestly clothes that Gwyneth Paltrow would love, like linens <laughs> in various shades of tan. They're drinking a lot of bone broth too. It is like, do you remember so, that report? The bone broth? 
the budget is through the roof. <laughs> they're spending eight thousand dollars per month on bone broth <laughs> just alone. alone, just alone. Let alone the bones that they're also eating on top of the broth. So they're having fun, keeping it light. Um, Bonnie did die, which is so sad. Yeah, and she um, wanted out. If you remember, she was like kind of on the edge of being like, "Is this really?" cool for me to be doing like, is this what i want for my life yeah. and then she died and her daughter didn't know and her daughter didn't know her, like nine months later and yeah now marshall's in charge yeah so we're gonna see where, where things go from there spoiler alert no it's, it's not great nowhere good that's for sure <laughs> to the moon alice <laughs> literally okay so we're gonna jump into it now this is the longest intro in american history it's fine Somebody will write a bad review about it. Who Good. Cares? I hope they do. <laughs> I fucking hope they do. I hope you do. Okay. Part four of the Heaven's Gate series, the final, the final episode. Okay. We did our special statement. Okay. Got that out of the way. We did end the last episode early before I had anticipated us possibly ending it. Right. So I'm just going to jump in here. If. It's not making sense. You stop me. Mm-hmm. Spit a spitball right in my face, Ma'am. and I'll I'll notice up. Okay. 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 So at this point, the cult is down to twenty five members. Because if you guys remember, they're constantly trying to like, well, Bonnie's Bonnie's whole thing was like, oh, we got to weed through the fat, and like, if you don't want to be here, then don't fucking be here. Mm-hmm. But then people are kind of not trusting Marshall as much. They're like, where's this guy going with this stuff? Right. Um. He kind of seems like he's got a screw loose. He kind of seems like he's just wandering through life, doesn't know what's going on, not leading us in any discernible right. direction. Because he was never really in that leadership position. It was no. mostly Bonnie. So now everything's like mm-hmm. on his shoulders and he's kind of spiraling. He's not doing great. He's not great. He's not great. He's taking a lot of weird long baths <laughs> where he just is weeping openly. Everyone knocks on the door. They're like, Marsh? Sorry, sorry. Doe, are you good? <laughs> Uh, and he's like, I, I'm not crying, okay? I'm just watching The Sopranos. Everyone's like, what? Okay. Got a ghoul. Am I right? Okay, well, if you need anything, you just you let us know. Okay. Gobba, get out of here, okay? <laughs> Gobba, get out. Gobba, get out. <laughs> Shit. Okay. Um... So we're down to 25 members at this point because people are kind of leaving, kind of like, oh, I don't know, what's up? Mm-hmm. Even some of the longtime members had left. Remember our boy Dick Jocelyn? No, his dick ain't Jocelyn anymore. It's, I mean, it is, but it's not Jocelyn in the same house as Marshall's. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. He was one of the earliest people, the earliest members to join. And he came up to Marshall one day and he's just like, I called him, at this point, he's exclusively going by Joe. Mm. He says, Doe, I got to go. That rhymed unintentional. And Marshall was like, I totally understand, dude. Like, no hard feelings. He hugged him. He actually gave him, like, a bunch of money. He gave him, like, $100 and was like, buy a bus ticket. He got his $5 like he usually gets. He got his roll of quarters like he usually gets. So this is your spending money. If you need it, let me know. Like, I'm always here for Mm. you. But I genuinely wish you well. And keep in touch. And that's good because, I mean, any other cult like Jonestown or like when you try to leave, if you're like in the thick of it and like towards the end and you try to leave. Yeah. They're like, no, you can't. That's why I I think that love has won. Same story with them. They're like, oh, yeah. I 
forgot about those people. We should yeah. do a we should have follow up on them. Recap. What's going on? Yeah, <laughs> there's their YouTube channel still up. It's still still kicking. So yeah, so oh. that's kind of. I mean, that's nice. That's it's a lot different than a lot of the cults that we've seen. Oh, yeah. And I feel like that's the number one difference between them is that it's not like you can go if you want and it's fucking fine. Like yeah. they understand. It's like very peace and love in a very genuine way. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I've ever seen that in any other cults. I mean, even if you try to like leave the Church of Scientology, they're like, no, you can't do that. Or I don't know, a I mean, lot of even, even basic religions. Yeah, even like some Christian churches, if you try to leave, they throw mm-hmm. a fit. So Yeah, so he just said, good luck, man. I, if you need anything, let me know. He said he completely understood him wanting to get out. It kind of seemed like he also wanted to get out. He's like, like take me with you. <laughs> <laughs> and from what Dick said in an interview that I read, Marshall seemed really sad to see him go because they'd been friends for a really long time and it was just kind of like, you know, cutting the cord, Mm. which again, this is something that I genuinely love about this. It seems that everyone that is in the house at this point, everyone in Heaven's Gate genuinely, truly wants to be there. Yeah. Like there's no forcing, there's no threats. There's just like some light indoctrination, you know, it's like, do you believe in what we believe? And they're all like, yeah, definitely. But it's not like... Why would they be there if they didn't, you know? Right. Everyone just kind of seemed happy to be there. And if they weren't, the whole group wished them good luck, gave them a hug, and slapped them on the ass on their way out. In 1994, the group decided to sell all of their possessions, aside from their cars, which I read was a collection of mostly Jeep Wranglers and Cadillacs. Interesting combination. Swag. (laughs) I guess. I mean, nice cars. Yeah, one great cars. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, they decided to split into four separate teams pretty evenly and hit the road to start like recruiting members again, spreading their word again. Mm-hmm. As we talked about last time, they were going to and like holding actual meetings all over. There's this whole list of their meeting locations in a single year on their website, which I thought was really interesting. One thing I want to kind of jump back to, if you remember from last episode, remember when the group was just like kind of spitballing, castrating themselves to remove any sexual temptation? Yeah, I'm like, what if we just got our balls off? What if we did that? What if? And hear me out. We got our balls off. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We've been teasing the castration thing these, this entire uh, series. So. Well, it's like, I don't know. It's the fun part of the story. Let's be honest. It is sort of fun. Honestly. <laughs> it's the fun part. Yeah, it's the fun bit. Well, that did come to fruition because of a man who goes by the name of Sawyer. Sawyer convinced Marshall to actually let it happen. Marshall was like, look, in theory, sounds great. But you do know what you're talking about, right? right? Like, for real? Permanently maiming yourself. Yeah. And Sawyer's like, yeah, dude, I know exactly what I'm talking about. (laughs) He's like, I'm in it to win it. (laughs) Sawyer had been struggling with sexual desires, and he wanted so, so badly to conform to this quote-unquote perfect personhood Mm. that he felt was expected of him in the next level. So he wanted to, like, kind of semi-transition before he got to the next level. Right. He's like, I'm seeing all these things, and they're making my wiener stick up. Yeah. So I'm just going to cut off the things that do that. Yeah. And then... And then he did. You want to karate chop my dick every morning. 
<laughs> That's what he was trying to avoid. Let's he be honest. He didn't like it. Okay. He didn't like it. It hurt. He didn't like it at all. Once Sawyer convinced Marshall, a whole host of other people also wanted the procedure as well. Hmm. They had like a little town hall and Sawyer's like, look, man, it's my dick and balls. Okay. Let me do what I want with it. I mean, he's not wrong. He's not wrong. His body, his choice. And I fully support him. If that's what you want to do, yeah. go for it. So he's Marshall's like, fine. If that's what you want to do, that's what we'll do. Uh, he was still very worried that it would go wrong. But he said, if you find a doctor willing to do it, mm. then we can do it. But I'm not doing it. Yeah, that's the thing, is finding someone to do it. Yeah, exactly. So Sawyer, who... Spoiler is alive. Oh, yes. okay. Oh my God. He has, oh, there's so many like interviews with him. I am in love with this man. I fucking love Sawyer. He gives me like, not like weird uncle vibes, but like something <laughs> like it. I fucking love him, dude. He's like this tall, like very thin, like does he have a ponytail? Man. He, I don't think he does have a ponytail. Yeah. No, he does I have hair though. Pictured him with the pon- long hair. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. It's kind of like shaggy. That, that's how I was picturing mm-hmm. him. Yeah. He's very like hippie, for sure. So he is still alive, and he is quoted as recently saying, "This was really no different than the olden days when manservants to the queen would be castrated so that they couldn't try anything." Oh. Okay. And everyone's like, okay. Are you? Yeah. I mean, fair point. So sure. And I guess just he was super convincing. He's like, look, man, you don't want us to fuck. So what do we do? We remove the fuck particles. Then we can't even do it. And it's totally fine. Right. Moving on from that. This is what I want. This is what we should do. And then so many people were like, wait, uh, if you're getting your balls removed, uh, I also would really like it if mine were removed. Because it became trendy at that point. Yeah. Like, it was the new trend. Sawyer fucking started a movement. It's just trendsetter. <laughs> so he started calling around. A bunch of other people also started calling around. And every American doctor that they spoke to said, absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, tracks. We will not be doing this procedure. Tracks. Thank you. Have a good day. And hung yeah. up on them. Yeah. But... There was a doctor in Mexico. Also tracks. Technically a <laughs> surgical assistant. So he wasn't even a real doctor? I mean, I think you have to like have like go to doctor school. But he was just an, an assistant. Yeah, he wasn't an actual surgeon. He was just an assistant. He probably knew what he was doing. He had seen like at least one surgery. Kind of. Minimum. On TV once. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I watch General Hospital every week, Okay. I don't know. Nip tuck. I'm a big fan. I could do surgery. You could cut a dude's balls off easily. How hard can it be? It's not hard. I had a cat that had that done once. How much harder <laughs> can that be? I didn't do it, but you know. So this doctor in Mexico said, yes, I will do this for you. And they were all super stoked. So there was a coin flip between Sawyer and another member called Stephen McCarter, who, from what I understand, just kind of like spoke over Sawyer and was like, actually, I want this done. And like tried to be like, like, this is for me. Like, I'm doing this. Like, I'm the one that's going to do this. And Sawyer's like, this was my whole thing, man. Oh. And like, I wanted it. And like, I mean, yeah, you wanted to. And that's great. And I fully support that. But I am the one that convinced our leader to let us do this. And Steven's like, you know what? I think I am going to do this. You're right. <laughs> 
Steven's like the type of person where like Sawyer would like tell like say a joke like around his friends and then Steven would like say it louder so the whole room could hear. Yeah, and change like one word at the end and then like laugh really loud. So <laughs> and then everyone, everyone would laughing. think that Steven was funny, but really it was Sawyer's joke. Yeah, absolutely. That's like definitely what their relationship was. <laughs> so Steven, from what I read, can be described as an absolute fanatic, like uh, Marshall Applewhite's asshole, like tried to be prized, like student, whatever. Marshall mm-hmm. was like, dude, you got to chill out. We're not supposed to have pride. We're not supposed to like try to get attention. We're all supposed to be on the same like playing field. Take it down a notch. If you want your balls taken out, cool. Yeah, get on the list mm-hmm. for sure. So they decide for whoever goes first, they're going to do a coin flip between oh. Sawyer and Steven. Okay. Guess who wins? Mm, Steven. Fucking Steven. God. I know. But that's good. We'll find out. So Steven <laughs> wins the coin flip. All right. It's in the air. Steven gets to pick for some reason. He yells, heads, no tails. And then it's fucking tails. And then he wins. Mm. And Sawyer is heartbroken. He's like, what am I fine. But he's still getting him done. It's just after Steven, right? Yeah. Steven's okay. like the first guinea okay. pig, right? I saw that a member of Heaven's Gate was like, you know what? I bet I could do this. <laughs> I used to be a nurse. How hard can it be? Mm. And Steven was like, yeah, man, let's go. Steven's all for it. He's he's ready. So they attempted to do this castration. They did take out his testicles. Okay. But the surgery was botched. Ugh. And Steven's scrotum... <gasps> Failed to drain properly, <gasps> which resulted in massive swelling, like turning purple, filling with oh blood. God. Not good. I don't even have balls, and this is just making me like curl inside of myself right now. <laughs> yeah, dude. Elephantitis of the balls. Ugh. Okay. Jesus. So he had to be rushed to a hospital to save his life, which they did. He was fine. They put in like a little drain or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they're like, so, um, Where'd you get this done? <laughs> Just so curious here, Stephen. Uh, who cut your balls off? My what? My balls are gone? That's great. No. Wait, one, two, three. Oh, shit. You're right. Oh, my God. What? Damn it. Yeah. So he did not rat on anyone, um, but he had saved his life. He had a little drain in his balls for a while, but he's fine. He's fine. He survived it. Went back to the group, ball free, since. Actually, 93. (laughs) That works perfectly. It really did. So as a group, they're like, okay, maybe just spitball in here. We actually get the rest of the castrations done in a hospital in Mexico by this surgeon person. Mm -hmm. And everyone's like, yes, sounds great. We're definitely going to do that. (laughs) The person that, um, that did this little botched castration was like, I am so Sorry, it's his egg on my face. Taking a card out of Bonnie's face. <laughs> that's that's their uh, reaction to everything. Well, I guess I'm got egg on my face. <laughs> you almost killed a man, dude. Wow. Yeah, but no harm, no foul, no. right? He's alive. It's fine. Yeah. Well, I don't know if he is anymore. Uh, at the time, he was alive. He was alive at the time. That so, I know for sure. Yeah. Sawyer later reported that Marshall was so upset that this man almost died that he wanted to turn himself into the police. Wow. And everyone talked him out of it. They're like, you technically did nothing. Like, you weren't even in the room when it happened. Like, 
This is not your fault. But he was super, super upset about it. So after that, eight members in total, including Marshall Applewhite, voluntarily castrated themselves in Mexico in order to live a life without sexual urges. Okay. Eight, you said, in total? Yeah, eight in total. Okay. And I, I honestly, I love that for them. Like, living their dreams, literally. One member who would go on to be called, these names are so hard for me to pronounce because they don't have any vowels in them, but I'm pretty sure you say it Tersodi. Yeah, Tresodi. Tresodi? Yeah, I would say that. So this member, Tresodi, says in a video, Having seen the benefit that the neutering has had for my consciousness, for my ability to grow and be closer to my older member, I can't see any other way to fully expect that laying down this vehicle is going to mean anything but great for me. When he says older member, is he referring to his dick? No. Okay. I just wanted to specify that. Remember, um, Bonnie was Marshall's older member. So it's like your mentor. It's like a person. Well, either way, it could have worked in that sentence. So I just had to make it clear. You've had the older (laughs) member. Now we have the new member. (laughs) A little smaller. And funny enough, Sawyer actually never ended up getting castrated from what I saw. Why? I don't know. He's just like, ah. Maybe I'll wait. Tipped out, okay. Yeah, wasn't wasn't in it. Well, he saw what happened to Steven, and he was like, nope. Yes. <laughs> oh, shit, wait, that can happen? Uh, I'm busy. <laughs> I'm, I'm out. I have a dentist appointment. <laughs> in 1994, Marshall started to get, like, I'll say a little doomsday-y. He was really pushing the, quote-unquote, once I get killed, all ascend. Oh, he's still narrative. hoping, he's waiting. Waiting for that uh, assassination still. Yeah, he's like definitely convinced he's going to die. Like get gunned down in the street, right? But the country at this point was feeling like not great about cults. Not like not happy with them. I mean, Waco went down in February of the previous year and we know how that went. Mm. And everyone was just sort of scared of cults having a lot of power. Marshall fucking loved it though he loved that people were afraid of cults and he said that he literally wanted to be gunned down in the streets like a martyr he's like if Waco happened here that would be great he wanted to be treated like the Jesus on the cross Mm. you know since he was the second coming of Jesus Texas yeehaw Jesus the Jesus from Texas (laughs) Jesus from Texas so the group was traveling Traveling around at this point, right? They're like going all over the country, going to Mexico, doing whatever. They travel around for about nine months, start collecting some members again. And at this point, they're at around 45 people. So they kind of boosted their numbers a little bit. Okay. Some were members who had actually quit previously. And then they like met up on their little cross country road trip. And we're like, yeah, let's get the band back together. Oh, okay. So things couldn't have been that bad if they're joining back. No. I think I think everyone again was still like having fun. Like hmm. there was at no point from what I understand that people weren't just kind of like having a little community, having fun, living their lives together. Like it's very like I said summer campy is mm-hmm. what the vibe I'm getting. But like doomsday alien style, you know? Yeah, just like that little fun part thrown in. Yeah. For sure. 
Marshall started feeling like they should maybe start to instigate an attack against the government. He's like, oh, hear me out. What if we, I don't know, stockpile weapons to be seen as a threat? (laughs) But he didn't want to do anything with them. He just wanted to make them think that they were a threat, right? Yes. (laughs) And the the group was like, okay, if you want. So they purchased, (laughs) this is their stockpile. It's so cute. This is so... (laughs) I literally know people, single people that own more than this. Okay. Yeah. The group purchased two rifles, <laughs> three revolvers, two semi-automatic pistols, and just like some bullets. <laughs> and everyone got their own pair of brass knuckles. Yes. For you flair. Weren't allowed to use them. They were just for fashion. No. But like if you wanted to put them around a chain and wear them around your neck to like make yourself seem more badass, like have at it. Yes, they will be bedazzled, though. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) So everyone was like, okay, if this is what we're doing, that's fine. And then they all kind of had a meeting without Marshall. And they're like, Marshall, um, we don't feel great about having firearms just like laying around the house, you know. So what if we put them into storage? And he immediately was like, yeah, that's fine. We can put them (laughs) in storage. I don't mind at all. So they put them in a storage unit. This kind of crushed Marshall's plan. I still think it's adorable. Like, he is, like, such a nice guy that he just put all his little, like, quote-unquote stockpile of, like, <laughs> of seven. Six, yeah, six guns. <laughs> like, no guns um, into storage. And also, like, only bought that many to begin with. <laughs> right. In August of that year, Marshall decides on a new plan. He says it may be necessary to take things into our own hands. At this point, he is officially toying with the idea of mass suicide. Mm. As we know, their cornerstone belief was that they would shed their human forms as they know them, as we know them, and they would go through a quote-unquote chemical and physical change, which would leave them in the bodies of basically like gray aliens is what these guys look like, Mm -hmm. in the next level, in their physical heaven. But the group is against suicide, like, they have a whole thing on their website even that says, like, our thoughts on suicide. And they're, like, they do not believe in suicide. Okay. But they do believe that you must die to go to the next level. Their website, like I said, even has, like, a whole dedicated, like, it's a whole page. And they state that one way to get to the next level is willful exit of the body. But for some reason, that doesn't mean suicide to them. Which is essentially suicide. Yeah. A quote from the website states, the true meaning of quote unquote suicide is to turn against the next level when it is being offered. In these last days, we are focused on two primary tasks. One of making a last attempt at telling the truth and how the next level may be entered, parentheses, our last effort at offering to individuals of the civilization as a way to avoid suicide and two, taking advantage of the rare opportunity we have each day to work individually on our personal overcoming and change in preparation for entering the kingdom of heaven. So this was put out like a week before like the suicide actually happens. Oh, okay. But they're just saying that they're not committing, like they're not dying by suicide. 
but they are, but they don't see it that way. Because I think that they're like, it's like that thing where like, if you tell yourself something like, mm-hmm. if you repeat it over and over and over, then you start to believe it, even mm. if it's not true. If that's what it feels like to me that they're doing. Like the lie detector thing where like, if you believe it's the truth, then it's the yeah. truth. Like, well, I mean, it's not suicide to us. Like, it's not suicide. It's just like, we're just leaving, willfully exiting our body. So it's not suicide though. It's completely different. Like, the more you tell yourself that, because, yeah. I mean, I think they all know in the back of their heads, like, that's fucking suicide. Right. You're but killing yourself. I guess they kind of don't necessarily believe that they're dying in the way, like, you and that's I would die. They like, they do, think they're going yeah. somewhere else. To them, it's like in ascension. It's not yeah. death. So. Yeah. It makes sense, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I just think that they're very adamant about it. And it's like, okay, well, me thinks the lady doth protest too much. <laughs> yeah. Marshall had claimed to have done some research into a concoction that would quote unquote release them from their vehicles saying that there were potions to make it painless. But people like weren't really biting at this point. They're like, well, um, I don't know if I want to die today. So maybe we like put that in the storage with the guns yeah. and we come back to it. Can I just like live my life a little bit? Maybe like ascend naturally on my own, you know, is that chill? Yeah. They're, He's yeah. like, well, we'll, we'll put a pin in it okay. for now. Yeah. And we'll I'm going to keep it on my vision board, but it's definitely <laughs> it's on the vision board. Willful exit of the body. This is like an exit sign. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this way to heaven. In June of 1995, Heaven's Gate had purchased some land near Manzano, New Mexico, and they began building a compound completely by hand. Wow. Out of rubber tires and concrete. They were attempting to make an environmentally sensitive, fenced and gated permanent monastery that they called the Retreat. While 25 members worked at constructing the compound, the others worked in three small offices that they had rented for $250 a month, about 10 miles away from their monastery. They called themselves computer nomads. And they basically did like remote IT work and like built websites and stuff like for other companies. They Mm -hmm. weren't like, oh, okay, Yeah. They were all like super crazy good at computer stuff. Hmm. Yeah. Like this is like and this is the early 90s. So every all of this stuff's like super new. Yeah. Like brand new. Marshall Applewhite had flipped the script and he was now terrified that they would be subject to what happened at Waco or Ruby Ridge. And he wanted to protect his people. So they decided to move to this 55-acre parcel of land and planned a commune with plans to build and live in a self-sustaining community. Okay, so... Yeah, he's fucking floundering, dude. He's afraid of a Waco situation, Uh but he's literally taking his people and putting them into a Waco situation so a Waco situation won't happen. Yes. He's building a compound because he doesn't want a Waco situation to happen. Remember, Nicole, <laughs> like they got rid of their massive stockpile of weapons. <laughs> All two of them. Yes. Yes, some of the guns were pink. Okay, but that's still, they still fire bullets. <laughs> One of them was a BB gun, but those hurt, okay? One was also a t-shirt cannon. <laughs> t-shirt cannon. <laughs> that they thought was a gun. Yes. Because they didn't a... know anything about guns and the guy that they bought it from told them it was a bazooka. Exactly. And they just believe them. They paid $900 for it. It was crazy. They thought it was a deal. You could take down a helicopter with this thing? 
Okay. Yeah, we'll take it. I mean, you probably could if you aimed correctly. <laughs> He's not wrong. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> if it was low to the ground, you hit the captain like in the head. He goes unconscious. It's possible. <laughs> the perfect storm. A t-shirt cannon <laughs> takes out a helicopter. I'm sure it can be done. <laughs> On the fucking news. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just think it's funny that he's like, we don't want a Waco situation to happen. Mm-hmm. So we're literally going to put ourselves inside of a Waco situation. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> he like wants to remove everyone like from... I think from the public view a little bit too, like because people are weird about cults and there's fucking 45 people walking around wearing the same outfit with their heads shaved, (laughs) all responding to Jagodi and Brody and Brody. Brody. (laughs) Yeah, it's a weird vibe. Okay, (laughs) just scream Odie and everyone looks. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I thought you were talking to me. Did you say Shrody or Clody? I said floaty. Oh, okay. I said past the floaties. <laughs> We're in the pool, guys. Let's oh, go. Oh, sorry. We heard you wrong. <laughs> it's cool. Bring the t-shirt cannon. <laughs> yeah, so he's also, if you notice, going fucking like back and forth, like flip-flopping so hard on everything. Like he does not know what to do. Yeah. He's like, we should all just die. And he's like, what if we didn't die? Okay, hear me <laughs> out. He's like, okay, but we're going to stockpile weapons. But I agree, maybe we put them in storage for a while. None of us know how to use them. <laughs> what if the government came and murdered all of us? Nope, let's not do that. Let's hide <laughs> in the desert, okay? Yeah, seems a lot of uh, opposite ends of the spectrum here that he's like. Yeah. Well, he doesn't <laughs> have Bonnie anymore. Yeah, and Bonnie was fully the one... This is, I don't want to equate us to cult leaders right now, okay? (laughs) But Bonnie was the one that kept him fucking grounded, okay? I'm, (laughs) I don't want to say you're the Bonnie. (laughs) You do, you're the, I told you, you're the flair. (laughs) You're the one that's like, Noelle, we're not buying a t-shirt cannon. Where are we even going to use it? I'm like, okay, there's a helicopter range. Okay, hear me out. The only time you almost had me was when you were like, let's buy the giant, um, oh, fuck. <laughs> skeleton from Home Depot. Listeners, put it on the company card. <laughs> we almost had a fucking giant skeleton. I was this, and close I was like, to getting one. Uh, you know what? We, we want something else instead, though. Did we? Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember what it was. I probably think... something to benefit our show. No, you know what? I think you were just like, "What if we just went to dinner instead?" <laughs> I was like, "Oh, okay." No. You like definitely talked me down into something way less ridiculous. <laughs> so let's just go to this dinner instead. I think let's just I think it dinner. might have been that. <laughs> and you're like, okay, sure. Yeah. Can I get dessert? And then when they were like, Do you want dessert? You said no. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's too expensive. We've run a budget. To here. reassert your dominance. <laughs> it's fucked up, man. Sorry. You know, it's time to go to dinner and fucking getting dessert. Okay? You can have it. You can have it. Don't say that. It's your reward after this fourth parter. <laughs> okay, thank you. I'm going to get a s'more. Okay, so I think at this point, they're fucking all over the place. I personally, I, I love, I don't love cults, but I find cults to be very fascinating. Yeah. And I feel like when a cult leader starts to kind of lose control of themselves, mm. And they are just traveling without a plan and, like, hoping for the fucking yeah. best. Themselves and the group. 
Like yep. when they start losing control in general. That's when they get most dangerous. Like yeah. there's nothing more dangerous than a leader without a plan. Look mm-hmm. at Jonestown. Yeah. Which if you guys haven't listened to our Jonestown series, it's <laughs> one of my favorites. We're going to say that every episode. Did we do that last time? We say that a lot. Oh, okay. It's my but... favorite. We spent so long doing research on that. I'm we obsessed did. with yeah. it. We did. Uh, also, I have no short-term memory, so I'm sorry. <laughs> This is why I'm in charge of our finances. Okay, look. <laughs> you guys, I don't even have a fucking debit card. Only Nicole does. She doesn't even have a bank account. <laughs> <laughs> so mean to me. I'm just kidding. She does. She's an adult. <sighs> Nicole controls my personal finances as well. <laughs> I, give her an, I give her an allowance of $5, and when she uses it, she gets another 5 But I have to tell her what I spent it on. <laughs> yeah. It's always ice cream. <laughs> okay. So in the meantime, they're building this little compound, right? They laid gas and electric lines. They installed this giant septic system, like super high-tech shit. They took – okay, when they bought this – I don't really explain this. They bought this space, this 55 acres, mm-hmm. and it was covered in these tiny little dilapidated buildings that was once a summer camp. Oh, okay. That's perfect for them. Yeah, totally. So they took all these little dilapidated buildings – and they turned them into these tiny little cottages. And they did this all by hand, like wow. manual labor. They had partially completed a 3,700 square foot building. Jeez. With walls made out of old stacked tires that were filled with dirt. They used empty soda cans to fill in the space between the tires. And then they like kind of put some like cement on it to like really seal in the cracks. From what I saw, all of this that they were building it with was free they like were taking out of landfills like wow. getting old tires from people and it was like a really cool looking structure i guess i mean it seems like if they were it was like rub wool black rubber and mm-hmm. like filled with dirt though it seems like it would be cool in there like they're in the desert like it would yeah. be provide some like right i don't know natural air conditioning like, yeah, like cool. insulation yeah to, like because yeah. of like dirt and shit for sure There were also two smaller prefabricated metal cabins on the property, and they built two flat sites, like they excavated the land. Is that the word? Excavated. Excavated the land. So they made two sites, and they put two massive 60-foot army surplus tents on these sites, and that's where they were sleeping while they were fixing everything up. They also had really detailed architectural plans which included drawings of an infirmary, a lookout tower, a cyber lab, oh. a neutral lab, and a consuming area, which I'm pretty sure that just means like a, a dining hall and a, a lunch kitchen. room. Yeah. <laughs> consuming area. They couldn't call it a lunch room. They had to call it a consuming area. That's what I'm going to start calling our dining room. The consuming area. <laughs> and the kitchen is the neutral lab. And up here is the cyber, cyber lab. lab. This is also the lookout tower. And our rooms are the sleep lab. Yes. Or rest lab. Uh, the dreamatoriums. <laughs> dreamatoriums. Yes. In July of that year, Marshall started bringing up this mass exit again. In one meeting, he asked, does anyone have qualms about such a death? What a poet, right? <laughs> and a few people said, yeah, actually, I do. Yeah. Don't love it. I don't want to do it. But I did read that those were newcomers to the group and that the 
older members, the ones that had been there for a long time, were like, ah, sounds cool, man. Just let us know what's up. Mm. There were a couple of others that said that while they would do it, they were super fucking scared. Marshall reassured everyone that he was, quote unquote, just checking in and said that this was something just to think about. But he's not going to force anyone to do anything that they don't want to do, which I do believe. Yeah, it sounds like he's just like, vibe check, who wants a mass exit? You? You? No? No? Scared? Okay. Marshall did tell his group that he was having trouble receiving signals from the next level, and he spoke openly about how much he missed Bonnie and how it was so much easier when Bonnie was there. Mm -hmm. He claimed that the plan was always for them to die in order to get to the next level, which it kind of was. I mean, he said you needed to exit your current vehicle to get into your new one. Right. But he said he needed a sign to make sure that he was going the right way. And he just kind of hadn't been getting one from Bonnie in, in the next level and didn't really know what to do. And he was very open about that. Wasn't the plan originally, though, that him and Bonnie were going to ascend first, like yeah. the assassination thing, and then they mm -hmm. were going to die and they were going to get everything set up. And then mm -hmm. everyone else was like... Did it was there a plan for everyone else, or were they just gonna die when they died? I think it was like when you die, you then, die, and then, then you go they'll there. be there, and yeah, mm -hmm. okay, yeah. But a sign did come in the form of a comet called Hale Bop, which was all over the news at the time. This was a large, icy comet, 25 miles wide, with a large tail trailing behind it, something that is seen really only like every 200 years or so. Mm. An astronomer had photographed a trailing shower of light behind the comet. UFO buffs would spread the rumor. Why did I write buffs? That's a weird thing to say. <laughs> UFO enthusiasts. <laughs> UFO enthusiasts would spread the rumor that a spaceship was approaching in the comet's wake. The group was just like electric marshall was amped he's like this 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 is the sign yeah here she is this is the spaceship we've been waiting for it's time yes so the group abrupt abruptly left their commune in april of 1996 they left everything in its place all their paperwork tons of personal belongings just left it all behind with like 300 i read 300 sacks of cement and mortar tons of ladders Dozens of folding chairs, generators, heaters, tanks of gas, a small like sawmill that they had built, mm -hmm. and this super big and kind of creepy sign that read the monastery that was hung up on the gate. Do you talk about this later? I don't want so I don't want to like jump ahead, but whatever happened to the monastery? I have no idea. They, so I'm I'm assuming it was probably knocked down or something. I don't know actually. Um, hmm. I didn't really. Or they could still own it. Maybe. It's a possibility. They might. I mean, there's still, it's still a thing. Like, true. Heaven's Gate is still an operating business. So they could still own it. I actually have no idea, and I never thought of it, and now I feel like a failure. It would be really cool. I was just saying, like, if, I mean, I don't think that's something that, I mean, if they're still an ongoing group, and even if they weren't an ongoing group, I don't know if that's, like, I mean, obviously us and probably our listeners would have, like, the morbid curiosity of, like, I mm -hmm. would like to go see that. Yeah. Um, but I'm I'm assuming the government probably just knocked it down. Yeah, I don't know. I looked for pictures of it. I didn't find pictures. Mm. Yeah, but I don't know. I wonder. I wonder if there are pictures or something, or or we know. 
I don't know. I I could I didn't look. I only looked for photos and didn't find any on the internet. So bummer. Sorry, bummer. The group at this point traveled to Rancho Santa Fe, California, and they settled into a huge house in October of 1996. They rented a home that was 9,200 square feet. It was a mansion. Yeah, that's a that's a big house. The house was located at. 18, how do I read this? 18341. <laughs> 18341. <laughs> right? It's like, I don't know. It's throwing me off. Yeah, it is. It's throwing yeah. me off too. 18341, uh, Kalina Norte Street in Rancho Santa Fe, California. They have since changed the address to mm. avoid the house being a pilgrimage or a true crime site. I'm sure somebody somewhere knows the actual address and it's also on the internet somewhere. Yeah, it's like literally all over the internet. Yeah. I was going to put it in here. It's I'm like, like, I'm just reading numbers. Even so. when they try to like change the address, it's like, yeah, you can change John Wayne Gacy's address all you yeah. want. Like everyone knows the plot of land it was on. Yeah. The other addresses next to it have not changed. So <laughs> the group paid $7,000 a month in rent. They always paid early and they always paid in cash. That same month, they bought insurance, each paying $1,000 to Goodfellow Rebecca Ingram's Pearson Insurance Brokers. This would pay out $1 million to their beneficiary in the event that they were abducted, impregnated, or killed by aliens. How do you prove that? <laughs> I don't know. And also, why is it legal to sell insurance like that? Yeah, why? I is like, that crazy? They, yeah, they they had them like add that in there as if it was literally like <laughs> abduction insurance that they purchased. Dude, I didn't know that was a thing, and also I feel like that should just be a scam. It's one hundred percent. Yes, because that, no one's gonna be ever able to be able to prove that. No, <laughs> they're like they charge extra for it too. Yeah. <laughs> By this time, the group had a very successful computer consulting business, and they were actually very widely respected like in their field and in their little community. Rancho Santa Fe was and still is a very affluent area with mansions, private gated communities, and private police that patrol the area at all hours. The cult was well known in the area. They traveled in groups. They all had their little buzz cuts and their little matching loose-fitting outfits. They ate at the same pancake house every Sunday morning, and they all ordered the exact same thing. <laughs> what was it? A Dutch baby and Ooh. a glass of grapefruit juice. Delicious. I mean, yeah, kind of, right? Uh, I, I'd like to announce this to everyone. Noelle makes a delicious Dutch baby. Thank you. She's made me one before. It's very nice of you. It's delicious. I'm going to start with grapefruit juice. I, <laughs> I think you should. Yes. Also, they were just like super, super well liked by everyone in the community that they lived in. Like they took good care of their property. They were just really nice, really generous. If they saw someone that needed help, they would help them. No questions asked. Mm -hmm. Well, they were all like really nice and like. Kind too, right? Yeah, super nice people. Like peace and love. What Marshall really liked about the house that they were renting was the large gate and fence that sectioned this home off from the others in the area. And there were local zoning laws that banned streetlights and many outdoor lights at night. So there was a absolutely perfect and stunning view of the night sky. Like you could oh, see every star. Okay. Clear enough on some nights to even see the Milky Way, which always blows my mind when I like when you can see it yeah so beautiful 
One of the members bought a massive telescope and they all watched the stars together for a few nights before returning it. I don't <laughs> Classic. know. I don't know why they returned it. It's like one of those things where you're like, I just want to use it a little bit and it's kind of expensive. Telescopes are so expensive. So honestly, slay. I know, right? Yeah. I kind of love that. Keep their seat, man. <laughs> Plus, they're not going to use it for much longer. So I no, so. they just wanted to see a star. Yeah. I do think also, though, they probably returned it because they had this belief that spaceships had the ability to make themselves invisible. Oh. So they're probably like, well, we're not going to see anything anyways because they're invisible. Yeah. And the stars are going to look the same every night we look up there. So. Right. <laughs> Once you've seen one star, you've seen them all. <laughs> Remember our boy, Hale Bop? Uh, our comet boy? Our comet boy. Yeah. Yes. So this was a massive comet. It was originally spotted by two amateur astronomers, Alan Hale in New Mexico and a man called Thomas Bopp. Oh, hence the Hale Bopp name. So fun. And he's from Arizona. This was spotted in July of 1995, and it was large enough to see with the naked eye and would be for about 18 months in the northern hemisphere. I read it was so, so bright that you could even see it specifically in Chicago. Really? Even with all like the light pollution. Wow. Yeah. It shone 1,000 times brighter than Halley's Comet did at the same distance. Wow. And Hale-Bopp had two twin blue and white tails that you could see like basically all the time, always. I'm looking up pictures of it now and it looks dope as hell. Imagine just like looking up in the sky and just seeing this. Isn't it amazing? For 18 months. It's so beautiful. It is really beautiful. On March 22nd, 1997, it would be projected that Hale-Bopp would only be about 120 million miles from Earth. It's very bright, very impressive, very large, like you saw. For comparison, the sun is about 93 million miles away. So honestly, pretty close as far as like space junk goes, you know? Well, I mean, it's in our lifetime. Has there ever been anything that's been closer than it? No. But we've. I mean, I haven't seen anything. Nothing as impressive, definitely. Yeah. And remember, this does happen only every 200 years. So this feels like, a, well, I mean, it is a once in a lifetime. Yeah. Once in a generation, a million generations or whatever, right? Yeah. Yeah. Marshall understood this to be a very big moment for him and his group, which looking at it, I can get how you would kind of get, for not to make a pun, but like starstruck. But, you know, like it seems special. <laughs> Thanks, folks. There we go. There I'll we be, have it. I'll be here all week. There we have it. Yeah. This was Marshall's sign. This was the event that was foretold to him by Bonnie so many years ago. And he knew that they had to make their demonstration soon, which they had to. This was their only chance, right? Like, yeah. Hale-Bopp's coming. Round up the boys. We're about to suicide. <laughs> Marshall was 65 at the time and floated the idea that he would leave his earthly vehicle to go be with Bonnie in the next level soon anyways. But many members wanted to go with him at the same time. They had seen what life was like without Bonnie and they didn't want to be without Marshall either. The members all agreed that they would go out together. They would travel on the great spaceship Hale-Bopp and they would enter the next level as a family. Mm. 
They made earth exit statements, a few of which can be found on their website in text form. And some are on YouTube. They're, they're videos. So it's basically like them being like, I'm leaving this mm-hmm. planet, this vehicle, and I'm yeah riding on hail bop to the next level. Yeah, I have an excerpt from one if you'd like me to read it. Yes, please. Okay, this is from member Glenody. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? You know what? You read it in your best Glenody voice. No, <laughs> you read it. No. Fine. So this is a quote from Glenody. 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 Why we must leave at this time, colon. That, so that's his title? It's just like, this is exactly how it's written. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and I have to do a glenody. Yeah. What do you think glenody would sound like? Why we must leave at this time. We do not identify ourselves as the body, as almost all humans mistakenly do, but rather as the soul that occupies the body it is temporarily using as a, a vehicle or suit of clothes. Furthermore, as members of the next level, we do not think or act as humans think and act. However, because we are occupying human vehicles for the duration of this task, the inhabitants of this planet insist upon identifying us as what they see, human vehicles, and therefore demand that we conform to their standard of thinking and acting as the vehicles, not as who we truly are. If we do not conform, then friction and potential conflict conflict occurs. This is one reason we choose to stick to ourselves and live a cloistered lifestyle. <laughs> cloistered. Cloistered. That's yeah. a good word. <laughs> it is good. Also, I like that you said vehicles, like he's a cop or something. <laughs> it's just, he, there's a lot of quotes on vehicles. Every single time he said vehicles, he quoted it. So. He did. <laughs> I had to say it like that. Yeah. It felt right. Another member, Chikuti, <laughs> Chikuti, says, why I want to leave at this time. These are my personal reasons as an individual for making this choice. Should I do a voice for Chikuti? Uh, yeah, do a Chikuti voice. What do you think Chikuti is only? I don't know, man. All right, well, I'm going to do my best Chikuti. <laughs> it's also spelled C H K O D Y. Just so you guys know. Chikuti. I think his name was Chuck. Uh, oh, no, it would be C K. Um, Cock. C H. Yeah, his name was Cock with, with a C. <laughs> <clears throat> I feel like we're just doing like nerd voices. So then, then don't do a nerd voice. I'm gonna make Chakoti sound. <laughs> make him like a a motor like he's in a motorcycle gang. He's like the tough one. I'm gonna make him Aunt Pat. Chakoti. <laughs> Chakoti. <laughs> These are my reasons. <laughs> These are my personal reasons as an individual for making this choice. It's like a surfer, dude. Yeah. Okay. Get, there's a, a little Keanu in there. Yeah. I'm channeling <laughs> Keanu. From... Oh, no. Yeah, that's <laughs> the, one. the one. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were looking for the strange. Uh... No, that's the one. Okay. All right. That's Chakoti's vibe. Right, well, you get Chakoti's vibe ready <laughs> if we need it. Okay. The main reason is that I know who T and Doe are. <laughs> They're members of the kingdom of heaven, and I know it. I knew the day I met them. I can't explain the reasoning for my recognition unless I knew them in a previous life. If the idea of reincarnation or living before in another body is believable, 
then you are accepting that you are a body and not a mind, bro. Hang 10. It is hard for some to believe that I would choose to follow my teachers in this transition. And that's because they incorrectly identify me with the vehicle, parentheses, body. Some may try. Jesus Christ. This man is dead, Nicole. Doesn't mean he isn't rocking. You know what? Still. He's not dead. He's on the next level. Yeah. Shredding He's guitar. Shredding on the next level. How dare you? He's playing one of those guitars with two necks. <laughs> some some may try to find something. I can't not move my hands when I do you this. You have to. It completes the like, character. It's gnar, you know? <laughs> some may try to find something in this vehicle's past to explain this so-called bizarre, really quite natural behavior. But there is nothing to find. This vehicle has had good parents and a good vehicle's life was happy and normal by any standards. I know that I was very lucky that the next level thought I would follow my heart and go with my instincts. I'm getting a little southerny. <laughs> Channel. Keanu. Kington. 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 And try to gain membership into their kingdom and take this vehicle with me. I know it was hard for some of the relatives to accept the choice we made, but this is not any faults of ours. <laughs> So we're going to shred, we're going to fucking hang 10 on hail, but bro, and we're out of here. I, that's that's how, how that ended, I think. Okay. Nar, dude. It ended with nar to Katie. <laughs> and then he tried to like phonetically spell this, but he couldn't. See, I thought you were trying to play this one. Strange happenings. Yeah. This one? I think so. It's, it's Bill, what? Strange things are afoot at the Circle K. That's Chakoti. <laughs> no, I like almost peed my pants when you said, I know. I know. I know. I'm on the next level, bro. Level. Oh. And I know. This man is dead again. Okay, I'm sorry. This is He's shredding on the next level. How dare you? We could all be so lucky to one day shred upon the next level. Shredding, he's, he's out there somewhere shredding his life. Shredding away. Shred, shred away. Shred on. Shred on, brother. Shred on. Shred on. Marshall himself left an exit statement as well. And in it, he said that after their deaths and before the quote unquote spading under of all earthly life, there would be a brief window of time for those who wanted to join the group. The preferred locations would be in the West or Southwest. Calling out the names of T or Doe would alert the spacecraft to pick them up. And of course, ever the fashionista. Hmm. <laughs> Marshall said that they had to arrive at the next level in style. Obviously. Yeah. That's what right. are they going to wear? Sweats to enter the next level? Are you stupid? They actually, they actually do wear sweats. But it's fashionable sweats. Yeah. It's like. Slut. It's like juicy couture with like sequins on the <laughs> yeah, back. like the rhinestones. Juicy couture. Those aren't sweats, okay? That's called fashion. That's athleisure. That's fashion. That's athleisure. Sorry. The House of Marshall, H A U S. <laughs> so enter the Nikes, the Black Nike Decade. 
that would go on to be discontinued because of their affiliation with the largest mass suicide in the country. Wow. Were, of course, their shoe of choice. As promised, I did find a Reddit post from the person who claimed to have sold them the shoes. The rep, who the sales rep, who remained nameless, said that he was so proud of his sale of 40 pairs of shoes and the commission was fucking massive. He like told everyone, like, guys, I just sold 40 pairs of shoes and they were not inexpensive shoes. How? But like, I don't know. 40 shoes? How, what commission can you get off of that? I'm sure they were selling these shoes to, like, department stores. No, they went to a Nike store. Oh, and they like a guy shoes. at Foot Locker. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking, sorry. like, the rep, like, the rep from Nike. No, it's because we work in corporate things. I, no, no. <laughs> yeah. The sales, like, they went into my a buyer, Nike store. My buyer mind is shut off control. Your, shut off your work brain. Shut off your work brain. <sighs> okay, shut off your work brain. Okay. okay. You are okay. not your work vehicle. Sorry. Bro. I'm not my work vehicle. You're not your work vehicle. <laughs> All right. Okay. So the guy at the Foot Locker or wherever yeah, the yeah, fuck. Yeah, yeah, So they went yeah. to the Nike store. And, like, a bunch of people from, actually, I think Marshall might have gone to Mm. Um, they went to a Nike store to buy these shoes. They were looking around. They sold 40 pairs. This guy sold him 40 pairs of shoes. He made a shit ton of commission on it. Um, he offered to deliver the shoes to their house as a thank you. Cause also 40 pairs of shoes is like a lot of shoes. Yeah. It's, yeah. Get that commission, bruh. And he remembers asking them, is this for a basketball team? <laughs> yes. To which he was replied to, um, something like that. <laughs> We're not not a basketball. We we play basketball sometimes. You guys want a ball later? <laughs> ball is life. Alpha Omega. <laughs> the mass suicide took place the day after the sale, and the shoe salesman learned the next morning via newspaper photos that they were all wearing the shoes that he sold them. Shit, could you even like imagine being that dude? No, I'd be like, Fuck. he yeah, he felt like super guilty, dude. He originally tried to sell Marshall and the gang. The Nike Cortez, which I don't know if you've seen them side by side. I don't. I have not, no. <laughs> Please. Uh, which one's got more flair? Well, Marshall preferred the simple elegance of the decade better. <laughs> of course he did. Because so he's he, a classy man. He is a very... If Marshall Applewhite is one thing. It is a classy, classy gentleman. Mm. His store had all but one pair of the shoes. So the salesperson called around to a bunch of other stores and he found the very last pair... In that size, and he delivered the shoes the same day. They were paid for in cash, and he received a huge tip when he delivered the shoes. I wonder, and I feel like there's got to be somebody somewhere, if somebody has a pair of, like, this style. Oh, for sure, dude. I bet you they would go for, like, so much money. Like, I'm going to Google it right now. Yeah. Black Nike Decades for Sale. There's got to be. Nike Decade Shoes, size 12, new in box, $6,660 uh-huh. uh-huh. on eBay. Yeah. Yeah, dude. <clears throat> At about 2 p.m. on March 21st, all 39 members of the group walked to the Marie Callender's restaurant, which was like not that far, um, about a 15-mile walk. From their rented house, they all just kind of like went together and they all ordered the same exact meal like they like to do. I wonder if like there was they got to pick or they like took a vote or like how they decided that. I don't know, actually. Like, That's kind of fun. You feeling Popeye tonight? Or, I'm feeling Popeye tonight. What if it's like that annoying thing where you're at a restaurant and you're like, I think I'm going to have this and like you order it and then 
the next person's like, I'll have the exact same thing. Mm. And then everyone just went down the line. Yeah. (laughs) They all had turkey pot pie, iced tea, and for dessert, cheesecake with blueberries. Hmm. At the end of their meal, they all stacked up their dishes. They left a huge cash tip and they actually asked their waiter to take a group photo of them. The next day, when Hale Bop was its closest, they began their departure, and it took three days to complete the suicide. The most famous photo of Marshall Applewhite, which I put down here for you, Nicole. Um, Crazy as. This is like the one, right, that you think of? Yeah. Yeah. And the other one that you posted, I think, or or the other one. All of them, his face looks like this, though. He's just like. With his hands up like that? Yeah. His eyes are just like so wide. Yeah. Uh, And I'll obviously post it on the social medias. But this picture was taken from his final video, his exit video. He spoke for three minutes. He seemed to not blink like the entire time. And in a very gentle voice, he said, your only chance to evacuate is to leave with us. Planet Earth is about to be recycled. And this event represents the closure of Heaven's Gate. That's kind of eerie. The closure, that sentence the represents the closure of Heaven's Gate. Yeah, right. It's like, because if I don't know if you remember. Significant. Yeah, I mean, that's very, very easy to picture, right? Like, yeah. yeah. I don't know if you remember from the last episode, but he had said that Lucifer had taken over the planet and everyone was going to die soon. Yeah, oh yeah, in his spiral. Yeah, so that's this Earth is about to be recycled thing. So did they um did he like broadcast this video or was it just like just they just left they it just for like, somebody to find? Yeah, they just like made tapes. So he wasn't like trying to get people to be like if you want, you can go do it too. No. Okay. From, no. From what I understand, he just made like a tape. They just made a fuck ton of tapes. Got it. Yeah. In all of their exit videos, the members seemed very thrilled to leave. One of them even said 39 to beam up. What does that mean? 39 people. Oh, 39. Mm-hmm. Okay. As hale passed, they ate a mixture of phenobarbital mixed with either applesauce or pudding, and they washed it down with a single shot of vodka. It's a choice. And I hope a chaser. No. No. The applesauce was the chaser. Oh, no. They hate it before, though. They did it wrong. Oh, damn it. After ingesting the applesauce or pudding mixture, they secured plastic bags around their heads to induce asphyxiation. They all wore black shirts and black sweatpants. Their black Nike decades that had, and they also had armbands that read Heaven's Gate Away Team, which I'm sure you've seen those little patches, right? Mm -hmm. Which was a nod to Star Trek because forever the nerds. Mm. Each member also carried a $5 bill and three quarters in their pockets. Why three? Why not make it a full dollar? Okay. So I saw in an interview with four, the former member Sawyer, who we talked about, of oh, yeah. wanting to be castrated fame. So he spoke about this in this little interview, and he said that this was a reference to a Mark Twain story that said $5.75 was the cost to ride the tail of a comet to heaven. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they were like, you know, right. a little pageantry, which can you expect anything less? That's right. A little, a little pageantry. <laughs> each After each person died, a living member would arrange their body by removing the plastic bag from the person's head, 
followed by posing the body so that they laid on their own bed. Their faces and upper bodies were covered by a purple square of fabric. 39 bodies were found in the house, 21 women and 18 men, between the ages of 26 and 72. It's believed that the deaths occurred in groups of 15, 15, and then 9. So three separate groups. Okay. Marshall was the third to last person to die, and two Mm. people remained after him. They each took their lives together, and they were found with their bags still over their head, and they were laying on the floor where they just Interesting. So that also goes to show that, like, all of these people wanted this, because Mm -hmm. if that was, if they were, had, like, anything in the back of their heads being like, this is fucking crazy, we don't want to do this, they would have... Just left. Yeah, they had three they, days to do it. They completed it, though. Like, yeah. I mean, when Marshall died, like, they could have been like, all right, like, let's get the fuck out of here. We gotta go. But they completed the... Ascension? The Ascension. Mm-hmm. The San Diego Sheriff's Department received an anonymous tip through a 911 call at 3.15 on March 26th. The tip suggested that they check on the welfare of the residents of the house. The caller was later found out to be rock. To be Rio D'Angelo, who was a former member. Mm. He had been mailed a package that arrived on March 25th. The package contained two VHS videotapes, one with Doe's final exit on there, and the other with the farewell messages of, fa- of like all of the group members. Yeah. There was also a letter stating, we have exited our vehicles just as we entered them. And this freaked Rio the fuck out. He felt like he needed to check on these people because they were his friends. He was with them for a long time. Clearly, they trusted him with this little exit video, right? Yeah. So he's he's at home. He gets this. He's having a meltdown. He calls his boss for some reason. And he's like, boss, I don't know, maybe they're friends. Will you drive me to this house? I need to check on my friends. So his boss drives him from Los Angeles to the Heaven's Gate Mansion. And he finds a back door, which was intentionally left unlocked. Wait, so he called called a welfare check and they didn't go? He He, had to go? He, the welfare check comes after. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So he recorded, he went in and he had a video camera and he recorded as he was walking in the house. When he got back into his boss's car, he told them what he had found. This is when they stopped at a payphone. And Rio made the call to 911 to do the welfare check. Okay. A single deputy responded to the home and entered through the open door. He immediately spotted 10 bodies and he called in backup with two more deputies arriving. They later reported that the whole house felt very calm and very serene. They said that it felt almost like it wasn't real. They did say, though, that there was a pungent odor of death. Do we know how how long the bodies were in the home? So it took them three days to do it. They were found on March 26th. So three days. Three the days. oldest body was three days old. Three days old. Well, four days old because on the 25th Ugh. they were done. Yeah. Yeah. So once they smelled the odor of death, they got a search warrant. They found 39 bodies and no survivors. The deputies first believed all the bodies to be male due to their hairstyles and their clothing, but soon they began identifying the bodies. 
A toll-free phone number was set up for people who feared that their relatives might be among the suicide victims. Jeez. Within 48 hours, the authorities had received over 1,500 calls. Many of the positive identifications were made as a result of these phone calls. Yeah, but 1,500, that's so many people to be like, I don't know where my family member is. They could be there. Yep. And then, and then just nothing. Yeah, you don't know. Oh. All 39 bodies were cremated, and they were sent back to their surviving family members. On March 22nd, so right before they did all this, mm -hmm. there was an update to their website that read, to be issued to the news media, 3-22-97. By the time you read this, we suspect that the human bodies we were wearing have been found and that a flurry of fragmented reports have begun to hit the wire services. For those who want to know the facts, the following statement has been issued. All caps, Heaven's Gate away team returns to level above human in distant space. Rancho Santa Fe, California. By the time you receive this, we'll be gone. Several dozen of us. We came from the level above human in distant space, and we have now exited the bodies that we were wearing for our earthly task. To return to the world from whence we came. Task completed. The distant space we refer to is what your religious literature would call the kingdom of heaven or the kingdom of God. It goes on to say... It goes on to say like what they were like all about and like what they believed in. And then it had like some scripture stuff that they like, if you need more information, God said this in the Bible. Mm, okay. Yeah. You can read all that on their website. It's super long. I'm not reading the whole thing. Three former members of the cult. Three former members of the cult died by suicide in the following months. Whoa. Mm -hmm. On May 6th, 1997, Wayne Cook and Chuck Humphrey. Oh, Chuck. Jacody. Maybe it is Jacody. I don't know. I don't know. He had, well, they, both of them, Wayne and Chuck, attempted suicide in a hotel in a manner similar to that used by the group. Wayne Cook died, but Chuck Humphrey survived. Chuck Humphrey would go on to kill himself in February of 1998. Then on May 11th, James Perkley Jr. died by suicide by a self-inflicted gunshot wound. On March 27th, there was a man in California that died in a similar way to the original members of Heaven's Gate, and he left a note that stated, I'm going on the spaceship with Hale-Bob to be with those who have gone before me. Wow. But there was no known connection between him and Heaven's Gate cult. So this one's considered mm -hmm. a copycat suicide. Or he just like... Maybe because, I mean, after the suicide, it was probably mm -hmm. all over the news. Oh, and yeah. he, like, read about it and was like, wait a second. Like, I believe in this. Yeah. And then tried what? to go. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's the that's the amount of influence they had. Yeah. I mean, still, people who weren't even, who were out of the cult were still, you know, joining in. Mm -hmm. Two former members, or we should call them, like, active members. Are they still active, though? Well, they're maintaining the website. Okay. So they're not not active members. Yeah. They, well, they could still have like the, but maybe they're waiting for another significant maybe astral maybe. thing to happen. Or maybe they're just like, we'll get there when we get there. Right. They're going to go out like yeah. Bonnie style. Yeah. That maybe. makes sense to me. Right. Yeah. So Mark and Sarah King are believed to be maintaining the website under the operating name, the T-E-L-A-H Foundation. 
So technically, this is still an active cult, but there has been absolutely no new members since the suicide. Are they like living together or are they do they just like technically say that it's active because of the website is up or are they yeah like living together are they i think they're married i think mark and sarah are married oh okay mark and sarah king yeah that would make sense related in some way yeah um but yeah they're like maintaining everything there's still money in a fund there's wow yeah it's not it's still a registered business you know yeah heaven's gate had lasted for 24 years on earth But according to Marshall Applewhite, or as he preferred, Doe, it actually lasted for only 31 minutes on the next level. Mm. That's how fast time goes. Time does not exist. Later on, the waiter that served them their last public meal, the shoe salesman, and also the person that sold them their alien (laughs) insurance. Yeah. (laughs) They met up and they started the public safety message. This is the fucking plot twist of this entire thing for me. Uh Uh-huh. They started the public safety message. If you see something, say something. They started that? They fucking coined it. What? Yeah. Wow. I didn't know that came from here. Me either. Okay. They did this as a way to prevent this from happening again, as they all felt super fucking guilty. And they believed that they had, if they had reported the cult's behavior to someone or like, I don't know, maybe didn't fucking sell them alien insurance. Uh, Yeah. You're a dick for doing that. Not great. All of the other. Okay. The... Waiter and the shoe salesman, like, you get a pass on that. They were just doing their job. Yeah. Yeah. And the person's like, yeah, if you can get them, it's not like they were telling, like, yeah, well, this is what we have planning. And also, they wanted to do it. Yeah. They all wanted to go. They did. I want to know if this insurance paid out. Well. (laughs) I don't know. I'm going to say probably not. No. There's no way to prove that. It's kind of bunk because they thought they got, like, went up into a spaceship. Oh, yeah. They'll let them buy it, but they won't. When it actually comes, push comes to shove. Just like my medical insurance. Right. So they all felt super guilty and they believed that if they had said something to someone that this wouldn't have happened and they could have saved some lives. Yeah. Which I don't know if I believe. They didn't want to be saved though. You weren't saving anyone. Mm -hmm. You just would have like probably put them all into like mental institutions and they would have been like extremely depressed and then probably would have just done it anyways. Yeah. Like, yeah, or died of old age and, like, thought they were doing it anyways yeah. and whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what the fucking plot twist for me. If you see something, say something. Well, it's a direct result of Heaven's Gate. Astronomer Alan Hale said after finding out about the suicide, quote, For all its beauty, its magnificence, its splendor, all it is is a dirty snowball that's orbiting the sun. Nothing more. What a dick. Right? Shut up. Shut up. It's a beautiful comet. Look at those fucking pictures. What an asshole. I know. Kind of like people died here, Alan. Right. And also it's not that because people are looking at it and it Mm -hmm. looks gorgeous and beautiful and magnificent. and magical. Yeah. And it only happens every 200 years. We never saw it. We we could have. We never will. No. Literally ever. Yeah. What a. Just like diminishing. Right. What a dick. So there it is. My golden hot tub. How do you feel about that? I feel bad and weird. (laughs) I feel like I missed. You need like to decompress. I feel like I could have done better. Honestly. I think you did a fantastic job. I mean, this turned into four. I originally thought I could do it in two. 
And I mean, just kept growing. four episodes, you did it justice. Let's just put it I did four way. episodes worth of justice. You did. And this one's actually a, a long one. This is like a longer episode, too. So, yeah. Well, there it is. I did my golden hot tub. Next no, year, you're doing yours. Fuck, now I got to do mine, guys. I don't know. See, I'm waiting to do mine because they're still waiting to get DNA tested. Well, let's we're going to schedule it for February of next year. You're going to start your research in February. Okay. Okay. Put it on the books. Put it in my calendar. I'm going to be the Bonnie for a minute. (laughs) You're going to be my Bonnie? I'm going to be your Bonnie. Okay. All right. I'm going to be your your older member. Okay. Well, there there it is, guys. I feel weird about it. it. I was going to do a listener mail, but you know what? Let's not. Let's not. This is a little little bit longer of an episode, and this is also a four-parter, so it's... It's vibes. It's different. It's vibes. But if you would like to send... (laughs) <laughs> but if you would like to send us your listener mails, your mail, if you are a listener, um, you can send that to quiteunusualpod at gmail.com. Any crazy, kooky, weird story. Yeah. I don't know if you ate a sandwich and like there was a bug in it. We'll read that too. That would be crazy. <laughs> so weird. That'd be so wild. And if you want to write us a letter and send it, you can send it to P.O. Box 1212 in Des Plaines, Illinois, 60017. Also, if you like what you heard over the last five, four weeks, five weeks, I don't even know. Um, if you want to say, wow, congrats, guys. You fucking did it. You just nailed it. Look at what you did. Or, wow, I really hated everything I heard. Leave us a review. You can write an actual review on Apple Podcasts. You can leave stars on. Actually, I think you can write comments now on, on Spotify. Spotify? Yeah, you can like write like little reviews or something. No way. I think on every episode, yeah. Okay. So leave us a review, rate, review, subscribe, tell your friends about it. Um, Maybe, I don't know, print out, I'll print out some flyers, mail them around. You want to post them up at your local church? Do that. They would love that. And if you want to support us in another way, you can join our Patreon. Um, Just Google Quite Unusual Podcast or or search us on Patreon and you can find us. And we also have two new members of the coven to welcome. So I'd like to welcome Christina H. And I would like to welcome Mike T. Welcome. Welcome to the coven. And as always, remember to celebrate the strange. And keep it unusual. Bye. Bye. And this, you know what this is. Everyone knows. It's been so long there. This is a part of the show where we give praise to the all-knowing leaders, supporters of the podcast, all-around benevolent beings, and coven members. This week, we're going to give you all your Heaven's Gate names. The rules, they are simple. You just need to take the vowels out of your name, use the first three letters, and add O-D to the end. Okay, OD. To Tim M, who is now Timothy. <laughs> so ridiculous. So ridiculous. To Evan K, who will henceforth be known as Ivnudi. <laughs> to KGT, it's clearly Katatodi. <laughs> so dumb. Adam K, you're Ivnudi. Obviously. Duh. John S. He's tricky. 
We take out the O in John, and your new name is Drahanodi. It's beautiful. <laughs> it's beautiful pronunciation. That's great. Caden R. Your name is now Kitludi. Sounds right to me. Alexi. This one honestly doesn't sound great. Do any of them? You know what? No, they don't. Alexodi? Alexodi. I honestly don't even know how to say that. So maybe you'd just be like a cult leader or something. The raid to their tea or dough. I don't know. Yeah, because like, what's she doing? I don't even know. No. I don't even Jeff S, you're now Jafudi. Congrats. <laughs> Lenore M. Lin Ruri. That's good. And that is all from us. Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon. <laughs> and remember, we're not... We're 30. <laughs> Thanks to all of our coven members on Patreon. Without you, we are nothing. We. Oh, I miss doing this. Nothing. We're nothing. We're not worthy. We can't even pronounce your stupid fucking names for real. Nothing. The nothing. I don't even know. I don't even know. Nothing. Nothing.